Hello, everybody, and welcome to the State of Our Union. I'm Emily. And I'm Gavin. And this week on the State of Our Union, we're going to talk about um, phrases and words that we don't use with our children. So watch your mouth, Mm -hmm. as well as some language development um, things that we techniques. techniques. Did you call them techniques? I don't. I don't know if we're technical enough. Like we don't. Yeah, we're not like doctors or anything. So we're not. uh, You Mm, know, you don't want to impart them as. It's our personal wisdom. It's it's not proven, right? Clinical, studied techniques. It's just our personal wisdom on language development with children. Perfect. Okay. Wow. It sounds fancy. It does. So hopefully, hopefully, and hopefully it's engaging and new to people, not boring and obvious. Definitely. But anyways. All right, let's well, give a little family update. First. Yes, let's start with that. Okay, so we're going to talk about Daenerys, our oldest. She is... Our Danny girl. Right, she is three, and she has been for... Probably about a year now. A year, just been very particular about things that are said to her. Or things that she hears. Yes. Or things that she experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, all, I would say all two-year-olds, you know, they call it the terrible twos. They go through that phase where they just do not like things. Right. Right. No reason for it. Just something happens and I don't like that. Right. And she has been very vocal about her dislikes. And every year we write or we do like a scrapbook online um and we get it all printed up and we try to include their likes well this last year danny also had a page of dislikes because some of them were just fantastic we're classically wonderful i mean we'll go down in the annals of history as right. some of the strangest dislikes right i mean you have the typical like oh i don't like mom today you know or i don't like dad and then you have things like i don't like firefighters I don't like ladybugs. And you say things like, why? And she's like, I don't like them. Yeah. Okay. No rational reason behind it. One of my favorites this past year was um, commercials would come on. Mm -hmm. And in in particular, the Geico commercials with the gecko would come on. (laughs) And she would just point at the screen and say, I don't like that guy. And we'd be like, who? The Geico Gecko? She's like, yes, I don't like that guy. So she had this <laughs> strange um, distrust of the Geico Gecko. Right, which we don't have Geico, so... So I guess that's fine. Yeah, whatever. Sorry, right? Geico. <laughs> yeah, for me, uh, her her dislike that I think is the funniest was the phrase, boom shakalaka. Yes. Right. Because you say it frequently as well. I mean, yeah, something cool happens and I'm just like, oh, yeah, boom shakalaka. And she immediately retorts, I don't like boom shakalaka. (laughs) Okay, Danny. Except except at one point it became, I don't like shakalaka. Right. The boom was fine. Boom was fine. Shakalaka was okay. Not, yeah. Now, however, boom shakalaka is back in her good graces. Right. She is. Confirmed to us on multiple occasions, I like Boom Shakalaka now. Yes. That yes. one's okay. We, it's grown on her. Right. The one that keeps coming up. Yeah, it's just hanging around. We, in some ways, I'm very proud of her. 
as an educator and the daughter of a, a librarian. So I understand good research. Right. Um, in other ways, I just, it's very hard for me not to be like, tough kiddo. You're going to have <laughs> to get used to this one. But it is. Dot com. It doesn't matter what comes before the dot com. She does not like dot, dot com. com. And every single commercial that comes on the TV, they always list their website and it always ends in dot com. And she, every single time. I don't like dot com. <laughs> Sorry, kiddo. <laughs> like, what do you want us to do? And it's not, it's the best part I think was this weekend we were at grandma and grandpa's mm-hmm. and like several times told grandma she does not like dot com. Right. So it it extends beyond our home, beyond just us. And I think that's, she's incredibly consistent. And I think that's very funny and also incredibly impressive that she remembers these things so well. So something about that darn.com. Her, yes. Just just gets her. Just gets her. She hates that dot com. (laughs) All right. All right. So now we've we've chatted up about Danny. I guess now we're going to talk about Danny and Mariana. Since they're both, they are talkers at this point. They are our talkers and, and our listeners. I mean, Rory oh, yeah. listens, but he's still developing the understanding portion. So his right. is a lot of just, I'm, he's hearing sounds, whereas they actually have meaning to the sounds. Right. Yeah. So we've found that we really have to watch what we say around our kids. And and we're we're not like profanity users. No. At our house. Gavin never swears. I haven't sworn since third grade. I Yes. I was going to say, I've never heard him swear. Never. Not once. I mean, there are times when he'll say something and I'll be like, oh my gosh, did he? And then I'll like replay it in my head. I'm like, oh no, that's not the word he no, said. I said, it's... I need to put these shirts away. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. So... So we're not really talking we're about not, that. We're, we're talking, not talking about, about the word, the the obvious words. We're talking right. about other words and phrases that kids catch on to that can be detrimental. Right. So you've got one that really, what something happened recently, right? Not even recently. I want to say it was probably close to six months to a year ago. I cannot remember the exact situation. Sure. Um, I can tell you that I was very frustrated. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of talking happening that I was, I think I was tired. It was probably a long, long day at work and I just wanted some peace and quiet. I wanted my children to kind of go off and and do their own thing so that I could just have, yeah, so I could just have a moment to let my brain settle and it just wasn't that moment for them. They they wanted to be with mom, which is great. And it's also one of those things that in hindsight, I, you know, I'm not proud of this moment. Right. And I finally looked. I'm, I'm 99.9% sure that it was Danny who was doing most of the talking. Yeah. And it wasn't about anything. She was just talking, mm-hmm. which is great. But like I said, I was irritated. I was tired. And I looked at her and I said, honey, I don't care. Right. And she wasn't like upset by that or anything. Right. It didn't. I mean, she didn't really register. Right. It what didn't. What that meant. No. Except 
she registered enough to know how to use the phrase. Right. And what happened was that then it was probably even within hours later, she turned it around and used it on me. Which is just a terrible feeling. Right. Well, and it's it's so normal right. because kids learn so quickly. Mm-hmm. But it was also one of those things where as her mom, A, the first thing that went through my head was like, excuse me? Right. You do not get to say that to me. And then the next thing that went through my head was, um, wait a second. I just taught you this horrible habit. Right. This is all on me. You have every right to hand it back to me. So I would say my number one phrase that I do not use, that Mm. I watch my mouth with, (laughs) is I don't care. Yeah. Because it just, it sends a horrible message to my child. Yeah. Even if I really don't care what she's talking about, (laughs) which sometimes I don't because I don't really understand the importance of it. Right. I have had to teach myself, though, that because she is saying something that is important to her, I need to at least give her my attention as though I do care. Right. And there are certainly times where, you know, it's not appropriate for them or it's not the right moment for them to be talking to you. Like, there's a lot of times where we're having a conversation and Danny just starts talking to us, right? Yes. Completely oblivious to the fact that we're already engaged in a conversation. Yes. And I would even say sometimes she's not oblivious to the fact that we're having a conversation, but she realizes that the attention isn't on her. Right. Yeah, that's and true. And so, hey, if I cut in, they'll... Now they have to pay attention to me now. Right. And she's true for about... Sorry, she's right for about 10 seconds while we say, hey, mommy and daddy are having a conversation. Hold on just a minute. We'll be done. And then you can... Tell us what's important to you. Yeah. So. So Yeah. There's just, there are ways to, you know. Avoid the, I don't care or not right now. Yeah. Kind of statements that tell your child they're not important. Right. Because it's not that they're not important, you know. It's just that in that moment, maybe it's not the right moment. Right. To. And in my. Yes. And in my example, I really wish I had turned to her and said, Danny, sweetie, mommy needs five minutes of quiet. Could you and your sister go play in the playroom? Or Mm -hmm. could we turn on Barney for a few (laughs) minutes and you watch that while mommy takes a moment to just be quiet? Right. And... The thing that gets me is, like I said, hindsight is twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. is that I know that if I had said that to her, she would have been 100% okay with it. She probably would have been like, okay, mommy, you know, like, yeah, let's, right. let's watch Barney and, and sit quietly. And, you know, she, she would have understood. Yeah. So my other one yes. that goes along Good. with that. Is the word whatever. Mm, yeah. Because, again, it's one of those moments where you say it, 30 seconds later, they're going to turn it around on you. Right. And those phrases that you don't want to hear, you are the one that cannot say them. <laughs> because if you say it, right. then it's okay for them to say it. Right. Especially at this age, which I think is also why, I mean, obviously, like we said, you don't swear. You just do mm. not. I do. I, I get passionate about things sometimes, or right. I get angry. But and you I make will, a very conscious effort not to do it, in especially front of the around kids. the kids. Yes, but I think that 
one of the reasons why I do that, and especially mm-hmm. with profanities and then with these phrases and words that I don't want to have come back to me. Right. It's because I know that in their minds, if mommy does it, if mommy says it, then it's an acceptable behavior. Right. You make it okay. I'm the model. Right. So if I model that I don't care is an acceptable response or whatever is an acceptable response, mm-hmm. it's going to come at me. Right. You know, they say that kids are sponges at this age, which I think is true. They're just soaking stuff up left and right, but they're not just sponges. They're also extremely poorly trained parrots. Yes. Right? I mean, they will pick up all of the worst possible things that you do not want them to pick up. And that's the first thing that comes out of their mouth. Absolutely. I mean, you guys might remember a couple of weeks ago, um, Danny's whole, I'm going to poop in a garbage can thing. Yep. Mariana, for like four dinners straight last week, like three weeks after that had happened, just out of the blue, would say, I'm going to poop in the garbage garbage can. can. And, and they would die laughing every time. Right. They and, just and think it's of, funny. And well, and part of the reason that they die laughing every time is because the first time it happened, our reaction right, was, was laughter. And so now this repetition of this concept is just hilarious to them. Right. Even though at this point for us, we're like, not again. Right. Enough. <laughs> yeah. And they don't just, like you said, they don't just come back at you with the phrase, but it is contextually correct. Yes. Ooh, contextually. That might be my word for the week. Yeah. Uh, it is contextually correct and it has the proper attitude behind it. Absolutely. And they copy is, every element yes. of it. And it is all your, I'm not saying your, like, no, it's you're not, not your pinpointing fault, it at me. But yeah. it is the person who taught that to them's fault because Absolutely. without them ever hearing it that way or without them seeing it that way, they're not going to know. How would they know? Yes. And I will say that since, since the, I don't care incident, I have talked with Danny about it and Mm -hmm. I've said, you know, I've even backpedaled for myself then and said, you know, mommy really shouldn't have said that. It wasn't a nice thing. You don't use the phrase. Mommy won't use the phrase. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, basically working on wiping it out of our vocabulary right. so that we understand we're not hurting each other. Yeah, And I think taking that step to being able to admit that you were wrong and saying that, you know, I don't feel good about doing that is going to go a long way for the, for the child to Absolutely. understand that as well. Very much so. Okay. You want to flip over to the other side of things? I think we should. I think that was a really good way to get into Language development Ooh. and some of our Techniques. skills. I'll say skills. Okay. Because we have skills, but I don't think they're developed into full techniques. Um, like <laughs> I right. said, strategies. we are not strategies. Sure. We are not trained professionals with. I mean, you kind of are, right? You teach English. Um, I teach English. So, but I teach English to. People that already know how to talk. Already know how to speak. Now, it doesn't mean that I don't have to correct. Bad grammar. Bad grammar. Or I, I was going to say speech habits. Mm-hmm. That come from poorly developed language. Right. Um, And it's, I will just tell you, it's so much harder. I am licensed to teach fifth through 12th grade. Mm -hmm. And by the time I get students in ninth grade, it's done. (laughs) I I can, I can, right. I can correct little things 
you know, mm-hmm. please don't say ain't in front of me. It's not correct grammar. Change that, please. Or, you right. know, really, you should say, may I go to the bathroom? Yada, yada, yada. All the mm-hmm. all the things that kids roll their eyes at. I'm like, all right, I'll say it the <laughs> right way. But there are some things that in language development, if if they come to me and it's already there, I can't change it. Right. I can't change kids who use the F sound to make a TH sound. That's, that's beyond my job. Right. That's a speech pathologist. That's a speech pathologist at that point. Right. And even at that, and even by the time they're ninth graders, that might be a learned habit that is Mm -hmm. too ingrained. So, so we do some things to try to avoid. And this is beyond, I mean, this is not talking about a child who actually has like a true speech impediment, right. but trying to make sure that our children understand and pick up language correct as correctly as they can. Right. So from very young age, even as young as, you know, I mean, from when they're in the womb, even, you know, you talk to, we talk to the babies, um, you know, we, we never use baby talk or if we do, it's extremely minimal. Very minimal. Um, we don't use a lot of nonsense words, even when they're young. Like Rory, right now is seven months, eight, eight months. months. He just turned eight. Just months. turned eight months. And, Big guy, right? And so you know, we talk to him, and you know, we use correct normal grammar. Words. We cr- use normal words. We don't yes. goo goo and gaga at right. him. We might change the pitch of our voice a little bit right. to be a little more childlike, right? But we never use nonsense words with him. Right. At least not when there is a correct word to use. Right. Right. I mean, if we're reading a Dr. Seuss book, then obviously we're talking about wockets and pockets, but we're not, (laughs) you know, we're not saying, you know, oh, grab your goo goo or whatever when it's clearly a... You know, a, pacifier a pacifier or whatever. Right. Right. Or a book or yeah. if, if, if there is a word for the thing, we're using the word for right. the thing. And I think that goes a long ways in terms of, you know, in placing a strong vocabulary Absolutely. in a young child. I mean, you can see that with our older kids, they have a very expansive vocabulary Yes, and it's because we don't pull punches when it comes to that kind of thing. To language. Yeah. Yes. There, and then I don't think there's any reason to. Absolutely. That was, I'll, I'll, I'll tell a little story about Mariana. Yeah. Mariana right now is working on understanding subject case and object case. Mm-hmm. Now she has no idea that that's what she's working on. Right. And I'm not going to insult our listeners and say that they have no clue what I'm talking about with subject <laughs> case and object case. But with my experience with ninth graders, um, some of the grammar taught in elementary schools, middle schools and elementary schools, uh, has, has gone downhill a little bit and we don't always understand subject case and object case. But in this case, it's when to use I and when to use me. Right. And right now she likes to say a lot of things that she does. Right. Like, like me do me it. Me do it. Me do it. And a few weeks ago when she started saying this, I would correct her and I'd say, I do it. And my favorite response was, no, mommy, me do it. <laughs> right. She like, doesn't she, understand. But she wasn't understanding at first that I was correcting her. She thought that I was saying that I was going to do the thing. Right. Now, however, because we've continued repeating back to her, no, I do it, honey. Right. Now, all it takes is me do it. 
No, I do it. I do it. And she'll correct herself. Right. She's and it's amazing how just within a few weeks, because we're not accepting the improper use of me, mm-hmm. she's adjusting and understanding the term I. Right. And she's doing it with little to no guidance at, right. this, at this point. At this point. Which is amazing. First, you know, she's going to turn two in a month. Right. Right. I mean, she's... Some two-year-olds don't even have the ability to string full sentences together. Right. I mean, I have four-year-olds at my school that are almost completely nonverbal. So, you know, I think even just talking to your kid, I mean, you know, they say reading to your kid is huge, but, you know, talk to them mm-hmm. like they're a person, you know, have conversations at dinner time. Don't ignore them when they... Right. Are curious about something. And don't, like you said before, don't pull punches. Mm -hmm. My favorite thing is that even though we have a three-year-old and an almost two-year-old who are our talkers, we ask them every day, how was your day? Right. What did you do at daycare? What did you do at daycare today? Who did you play with? Right. And it's, if you think about it, those are the same questions that we ask each other as adults. Hey, honey, how was your day today? Mm Mm-hmm. Who was at work with you? Yeah. What happened? Anything fun happened with the students? Mm-hmm. You know, it's exactly the same questioning that right. we use with our, our children because we we basically raise the standard then that they have to speak at our level. Right. They have to comprehend at our level. Now, does that mean that every night we get these amazing answers from our kids? No, of course not. No. Most of the time it's the same you know, sure. spit back answer that sure. we know is not even true. Right. Right. But we're practicing having a conversation. We're practicing using language. Right. And sometimes we're really surprised oh, and yeah. we'll get this answer that we're like, wow, that sounds like so much fun. Tell me more. Right. And it, it continues on from there. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing that I would say to go along with vocabulary is don't be afraid to teach your kids words that you think are beyond their level, their comprehension, because Absolutely. their, their level is what you set it at. I mean, honestly, if you're, what was the word tonight? Mariana was working on notification, notifications there. My phone kept popping up different notifications. I had little red tabs right. and she said, what you doing, mommy? Because that's another phrase that she's working on. You know, right. what are you doing? And I said, I'm getting rid of my notifications. And I said, can you say notifications? And I knew, I I mean, I said that knowing full well right. that she's a five-syllable word out. is way too long for her. Right. However, using a five-syllable word, she figured out how to say the word notations. Right. Which... Is she going to use it properly? No. No. But now she has this word in her mind somewhere tucked away that when someone says it later on, Mm -hmm. a a light bulb is going to turn on. A bell is going to ding. She knows this word already. And same with notifications. She can't say it yet, but I repeated it to her probably five times, Mm -hmm. and it's now in her brain. Right. Definitely. I mean, with Danny, when she was around two years old, um, you know, I had the same light bulb click and said, okay, well, there's no reason she can't start learning higher level words. Right. And so we're peeling off a bandaid one day 
And mm. she sees this sticky black stuff where the bandage was. And she says, Dad, what's that? And I said, that's residue. And she says, residue? I said, yeah, that's the sticky stuff that gets left behind. You know, and I explain. From a Band-Aid or right. tape or you And did. I will you... give them a definition for a word that makes sense at their level. But then they're going to start understanding what that word means and the next time she pulled off a sticker or she pulled off a bandage, I can't remember which one it was, she said, look, dad, residue. Yep. Completely out of the blue, like a month later. She even used the word at daycare. Right. I know that because the daycare providers were like, yeah, she was showing us her Band-Aid on her knee and how it had left residue on it. And I right. was like, whoa. <laughs> She said residue, and you even repeated back to me that she was talking about the residue. Right. Whoa. Yeah. And That's so amazing. There's so. there's no reason to set the bar low. low for your children. Right. I mean, you can attack language, and they will be so much better off for it. Absolutely. In the long run. And start early. Like I said, we do not use baby talk with... Mm our children pretty much at any age. Right. Um, right now, Rory is making a lot of coos and right. giggles and, and we will... working on a lot of different sounds. Yeah. And I mean, he'll, you know, he'll do the typical baby goo, ga, ba, ba, ba kind right. of thing. And we speak to him as though he's having a conversation with us. Right. Wow. That sounds really interesting. Yes. Tell me more about that. You need to That's affirm. That's an amazing story. Right. You need to affirm that what he's doing is on the right track, right? Because it's yes. going to encourage him to continue to make those sounds and to, and by giving him that conversation and using some of those sounds in your words, it's going to help you know, him morph his language into your language. Your language. Yes. A lot, a lot quicker. Yes. Yeah. I mean, so. our kids are, they're talkers, which, you know, someday is going to be a huge pain in the butt. Right. Like I said, we've had those days where we've already been like, mommy and daddy need a moment. We need a break. You need to go somewhere else for for a moment and give mommy and daddy a little quiet time. Yes. So definitely. However, I also, I'll, I'll tell a story. When I was young, I, my mom would pick me up from my babysitter or school mm. or whatever, and I'd get in the car and I mean, I didn't have to be prompted. I would just start <laughs> telling her about my whole day. And we lived about 15 minutes out of town and we'd get halfway home or even to the gravel. I mean, we'd get mm -hmm. within three minutes of home and I'd stop and go, am I talking too much? <laughs> and my mother, God bless her, would always say, no, not at all, honey. Why would you say that? Not a drip of sarcasm. No, I mean, not that I could detect at that age. <laughs> and I would barrel right on with the rest of my day. And in so many ways... That was the best thing my mom could have done for me because it allowed me to, to unload for the day, but it also gave me so much practice with language right? to be able to just mm -hmm. talk. Yeah. So definitely. So talk to your kids, read them books, listen discuss. to them. Yeah. I mean, and I think with reading books, this is going to be a small side tangent. Don't just read the book, right? 
explore the pictures, ask them questions, make them think critically. I mean, that sounds really advanced, but you know, why is the baby doing that? Right. Why do you, yeah. Why do you think the baby would do that? What's he going to do next? You know, have them do some predictive reading. I mean, it sounds so fancy, but it's, it's It's so simple. It's so easy to do. And it's so helpful in the long run with your, your child. Right. So, and even, even the books that our kids want to read over and over and over again, Mm -hmm. we still, we still ask them questions as we're reading them. Right. Like, oh, was that very nice of George to do that to right. Mrs. McNosh? <laughs> yeah. Wow, and I think, you know, it carries over because even when we watch movies now, you know, like tonight we watched The Princess Bride. Woo. And Danny was like, oh, they're going to fight with their brains now. You know, when Wesley yes. and the Sicilian, you know, she knows what's coming next. And it's yes. not because she's seen it. I mean, we've watched it what, once before. Once before. This is the second time that she has seen it. Right. But because she's doing some of that predictive reading and things, she can think ahead, ahead. to what's coming next. You know, yes. like early on in the movie, she said, when are they going to roll down the hill? She knows it's she coming. She knows it's coming. She remembers <laughs> it. And she she is constantly thinking forward and practicing this prediction, this hypothesizing, um, which also helps a lot with language. Now, what I'll say we're working on with Danny right now with language is that she's figuring out conjugations of verbs. Right. And she is doing such a beautiful job with past tense. Mm But she's also picking up the pattern of the ED and applying it to every verb, which is really hard for her and for a lot of children, because in English, we have a very irregular system where like the word put, you don't say I putted it. Right. You say I put it. Yeah. I hit it myself. Or hit. Yes. Right. And so she's struggling with that, but she's also starting to pick up on those correct conjugations. Yeah. Definitely. Which is part of that predictive behavior. Mm -hmm. Oh, if I dropped the ball, well, then I must have hitted my knee. Mm -hmm. Well, no, but hey, you're making the associations of changing the verb. Right. Which is great language development. And I'm so proud of her. Yeah. I think our kids are doing pretty darn well. They are. And I, again, I want to shout out to our daycare because... As they much, do a great job. Yes, as much work as we do with our kids, our kids are with them for 10 hours a day some, some days. Right. So it can't just be us. Right. <laughs> There's no way that it can just be us. Yeah. So yay to our daycare. But yeah, I think, you know, if you do have a shorter amount of time with your kids during the day, I mean, make the most of it. Absolutely. And help them out as much as you can. Definitely. We saw a thing a couple of weeks ago. It said the first three minutes waking up, the mm-hmm. first three minutes after picking them up, and the last three minutes before bedtime are crucial, crucial. moments mm-hmm. to let your kid know how important they are to you. Just right. by talking to them, not saying specific phrases or right. you know telling them I love you and how special they are, but just trying to connect. With Good them. morning, how are you? You ready to start your day? Mm-hmm. You know, or like we do after daycare. How was daycare today? What did you do? Right. Who was with you? Yeah, you got to show you that you care. Exactly. 
Definitely. All right. So I got to do a quick shout out to my good friend, Spencer. He gave us our first critical feedback for our podcast, even though he was listening to it on one and a half speed and thought we were talking way too fast, which I didn't even know was possible, (laughs) but kind of interesting. He said we needed a few more insights on Kanye West. So So. give me a quick rundown on your thoughts of Kanye West, (laughs) just for Spencer. Just for Spencer. Um, Kanye West, Kanye West. Um, Sometimes I call people on my cell phone. I'm just going to say that. Is that even right? No, that no, wasn't that's right. Drake. I can't even do this. I can't do this right. Spencer, I just fail vlogged for you. Um, Kanye West. I don't have. You got nothing I, for I've Kanye. I've got nothing. All right. I'll just say. I'm going to let you finish. But okay, sorry. That's about as much as I know. I'll just say college dropout was good. Graduation was excellent. 808s and heartbreaks. Pretty darn good, too. After that, I have no idea. He seems like he's happy with Kim Kardashian, so I'm. I hope they work out. Up until he said Kim Kardashian, that was all foreign to me. <laughs> I must have lived under a rock. You did live under a rock. Yeah, I had to flip that rock over. Well then, but they have a cute dog now. So yeah, Spencer, our good friend Spencer. Yeah, Spencer and Claire, the cute dog, yes. not Kanye West and Kim no, Kardashian. No, I don't know. Well, they might, but. Okay, again, I need to just walk away <laughs> just, from that. Just walk um, away. Yeah. So shout out to Spencer and Claire. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Yay. If you would like to get a shout out on the State of Our Union, all you have to do is shoot us an email at the.goldenapple at gmail.com. Write on our Facebook page, the State of Our Union, or Golden Apple, or hit us up with a comment or a direct message on Instagram at Golden Apple. And all those Golden Apples are G-U-L-D-E-N. We'd love to get feedback. We'd love to get your ideas for what we can talk about here on the show. You know, if you think that we're way off base, tell us. Please let us please. know. We'd like to hear. We, we like having constructive discussions, right. um, whether it's on social media or Otherwise. Email, whatever. Right. Please don't call us because I would question where you got our phone numbers from and I'd be really scared. Right. I know we have some speech pathologist friends. We do. So. I actually, and I'll give a shout out to Molly because she's also been listening and giving me a little bit of feedback. There you go. Um, so maybe if she has some more techniques. Yes. That would be good for parents. Let us know. Let us know. We'll, we'll post them or we'll get them out to Absolutely. people who need them. So. Absolutely. All righty, you ready to punch the ticket? And that is the state of our union. What's the state of yours? Have a great week. We'll see you next time. <laughs>